if you've ever listened to a podcast or read one of my books and thought, I wish I knew if that was the right thing for my body, or how could I make that work with my schedule and responsibilities, I've got something for you. A new workbook by me coming out late spring. My Perfect Movement Plan, the Move Your DNA all-day workbook, is for your specific situation because you are going to finish writing it. When you're finished, you will have a guide to a personalized movement diet that nourishes your body in the ways that you need it to. My Perfect Movement Plan is available for pre-order now, and if you pre-order from the publisher, there's a bonus, a free ticket to an upcoming online workshop, Spot the Missing Micronutrients. It's a 90-minute class where you'll learn about five often missing movement micronutrients, and these are subtle movements of the body. In this case, we'll be looking in the shoulders and the hips and the feet that are often tied to pain or injury in those areas. In this workshop, I'll also show you how to supplement with exercise vitamins. I'm putting air quotes around vitamins and how to adjust your regular movement so exercise supplementation isn't as necessary. Pre-order now at mpmpbook.com. That's my perfect movement plan, mpmpbook.com. And you'll automatically receive a bonus class ticket. But wait, there's more. Um, I'm going to be drawing three names from these pre-orders and these peeps are going to get a small group session with me to go over your perfect movement plan. So you can ask me questions and we'll brainstorm your specific situation on a Zoom call together. I cannot wait. So head over to mpmpbook.com for all the details on the book and the bonuses. Read through the frequently asked questions, order the book, get the class, and then get moving. I'm so excited to share this workbook. It's the missing puzzle piece you've been waiting for, and it's so very actionable. This is Katie B, and you are about to listen to an early episode of my podcast. Now the show is called The Move Your DNA Podcast, and you can find all episode transcripts and the show notes to this episode at nutritiousmovement.com slash podcast. Enjoy. The Katie Says Podcast, where movement geek Danny Hemmett, that's me, joins biomechanist Katie Bowman, author of Move Your DNA, for discussions on body mechanics, movement nutrition, natural movement, and how movement can be the solution to modern ailments we all experience. Hey, how's it going? It's going and going and going. I just want to say we got a little business to talk Uh about real quick. Real quick. Let's hit the business. I spent... (laughs) <laughs> a few hours importing all of the show notes to our blog. OMG. I know. And I and like I don't even want to know the hours that it took to uh have I think what Kathy our our good friend. Can we do a shout out for Kathy who did the Kathy. transcripts? Kathy. Kathy. Well done, Kathy. Hand, round of applause. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So everyone uh. can go. They're now searchable. She has informed me that we tend to go off the rails. <laughs> I don't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> when she's listening to us yammer on and she's trying to catch it all, apparently we we go off and go cuckoo, which is funny. We might need a stenographer. What's that? We might need a stenographer. Who's Who sits in the courtroom? Yeah, yeah. We need one of those. Yeah. We need one of those people to like, when we go off the rails, they should get to, so here's the transcripts. 
Absolutely. She does a really good job and we are searchable now, right? So like when you search on your site, not only do you get blog posts and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, but you get the podcasts that might help you out with whatever you're looking for too. Yeah. There is also a section, the blog is so much like the blog organization. So we're recording this maybe a couple days before the new website goes up. If the new website is not up when you hear this, please come to my house because I am probably trapped under a heavy piece of furniture. There has something <laughs> gone awry, but it should it should be up at the new blog post, the new blog, the new blog, period, at Nutritious Movement. The categories are better. There's a whole category called podcast transcripts, I think, where you could just, if you don't want to listen, if you don't want to, if you don't want to, as Kathy says, listen to us yammer on, you can yeah. just read. You can read. Does she edit? Does she just like remove big giant, like, that's not important trash can she is our stenographer she writes everything she's a total transcriptionist so you know Mm. they have like things like danny parentheses doing yoda's voice parentheses you know (laughs) she's so good she's awesome we love her we need to send her something for the holidays thank you mostly an apology and thank you for uploading all those because that's very useful to people looking for information well and what do we realize what you and i realize is like there are people who listen to the podcast who maybe have no idea that there's a blog that exists. And when I say a blog, I mean over 300 articles. And I know this because we just imported them all. Over 300 articles, over, I don't know, I think that there is almost 6,000 published comments that have wow. information. I mean, there's so much, wow. there is so much there. So now when people come to the blog, they're like, oh, I'm interested in this. And then like, boom, three podcasts. And they're like, oh, I didn't know there was a podcast. I can sit and listen. All my questions can be answered. So hopefully the new nutritiousmovement.com is like a huge portal of just endless information, more information than you want to sit down and consume. Because by the time you consume 20 minutes of it, it's clear that you should stop sitting and consuming anything on the internet. It's like a one-stop shop, though. I mean, you've done it all. Woo-woo. Hopefully. You know, this is my bajillionth website. And you just keep crafting and you just keep figuring. How I create content makes sense for me, but I am not the consumer of the content. So it's been helpful to have, all you know, thousands of you going, you know, it would really help me if when I went to your website – if I, I could just click on pregnancy and you gave me the top 10 articles to read and the three blog posts and the four YouTube videos because I can't comb the 100,000 words and the 40 hours of content that's there. So we did that. We did that for like 12 categories of just, you're just here for the first time, click get started reading. Here's the 10 articles I think you should read and the five most helpful videos about adjusting your positioning right now and and so i'd be interested to get some feedback to see what people think of the new site when it comes out thank you for listening you know for listening to people when they tell you stuff because that's it's it's a mark of a good teacher i think is listening to what your students need good one on you katie bowman did you just say something i wasn't listening i was staring (laughs) i was staring at my tiny hand i have one of those little tiny creepy hands Oh, cool. And I was just stroking my chin with the oh. creepy tiny hand. I need to put a picture of that on Instagram because it Please is extremely, do. extremely creepy. Everyone laughs at the tiny hand. Thank you. Okay. we're just So this is a very good example of yammering on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just did this to highlight how we, just, we don't ever do this. This was just to prove Kathy right, to make her feel <laughs> validated. But anyway, we are Get talking to <laughs> today we are talking about keeping up your movement during, at least for us here in the Northern Hemisphere, 
during wintertime. I mean, it's so much easier to move when it's warm and sunny outside. But what happens when it starts raining, when it starts mm-hmm. snowing, blizzarding? So today's show is about getting in natural movement, fitting it in, keeping it up when the weather doesn't seem to be as supportive as you'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Snow, rain, cold, we're off. You and I live in different places, which is probably a good thing. So we'd just be yammering all the time if we lived in the same place. You're welcome, Um, everybody. (laughs) What's winter weather typically like where you live? Well, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, so it it can be wet. Where I live, I live in a rain shadow, so we don't get a ton of rain. But as a native Californian, it's certainly more rain that I'm used to. Luckily, it rains during the nighttime here. It's really interesting where it starts raining about 5 p.m. and it rains until it's usually winding up right at 5 a.m. Like I was able to take a 5 a.m. walk almost every weekday morning last year. So we get that. It's cold. It can, you know, it can get regularly and it's, it's regularly freezing. Oh, in the it's certainly in the mornings in the daytime, it warms up a little bit and we get snow maybe two to three times a year. So it's not, it's pretty mild like as far snow? as, uh, like in inches. Well, <laughs> do you get feet? No, we don't get feet. <laughs> well, give me we inches. Do, we do not, we do not give feet. Like last year, it snowed maybe one time and we got a dusting that was melted by the end of the day. But when I first moved here, we had maybe three, that was four years ago. We had three storms where we got maybe six to eight inches of snow. So again, it's not like Minnesota. So I, I wouldn't even say it snows. I would say it's like fun snow. When you see it, you're like, oh, fun snow. And it's super exciting. And and here's the, this is a good example. In my town, when it snows, the post office shuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which it's just because snow, we don't have any snow equipment for our city. Right. So they just go, you know what? If it snows, everything's just shutting down. Everyone just stays inside. They don't plow the roads, maybe the freeway. So it's just, it's not a snowy place. It's not like maybe, what about where you live? What do you, what's your winter like? Well, I live at the foot of the Rockies. And so we get snow and it gets really cold. A lot of sun still, but it's, I mean, ice. Like when I went out walking yesterday, I, you know, had to slip around on the ice and stuff. And I, I grew up in central Montana. I need this show because mm. where I grew up, it was, you were outside all summer and fall and spring and in the winter you kind of hunkered down because you know there was like three or four feet of snow at all times outside mm-hmm. i'm like a hobbit i'm into that whole danish sure. concept of the hygge you know <laughs> which is I, I do not know what that is what is that it is spelled <laughs> h-y-g-g-e and it's pronounced hygge <laughs> i love the way you say that I it's know. a hygge You're like the swedish <laughs> chef on the muppets <laughs> Right. And it's the Danish concept of coziness. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. just being in. And I I kind of always equate inclement weather with hunkering down with a sweater and a book. I need this show. I'm so psyched we're going to do it. And just, I was thinking it might be helpful because we are going to talk about getting your family out. How old are your children now? My kids are three and four and a half. Ten and twelve. Okay. All right. So that's that's who's doing the show right now are, are these peeps, you and I and the Hygge. The Hygge. Okay. Well, what are some things that people will like typically complain about during winter months in relation to, to their health? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not about Black Friday or anything, but just like in relation <laughs> to 
their bodies and their mental state during the winter months. Well, so wintertime is what? Wintertime is when people get they're more ill in general. It just seems like it's, you know, colds and flus. And, and then, of course, in the Pacific Northwest, we have what's the, de- the type of depression that comes? Oh, seasonal affective disorder. Sad. Yeah. Sad. So, you know, there's again where we live, we have sunlight almost every day because we're in this weird four mile anomaly where it's a, called a blue hole essentially above us. But like in Seattle and Portland, you're dealing with low doses of light exposure, weight gain, right? People mm-hmm. tend to gain weight during this time or they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, whether it's holiday food or winter time or whatever, and just a general sluggishness, which might be related again back to light exposure. I feel like depression really can't be put into holiday no. category. But I think I do think like sad, like you're talking right. about, like just there's just this like, uh, you just don't. Well, it's just I, kind I of a general look. malaise when it it's is. Really, malaise really is icky word. out and you're just like, I don't know if you feel like doing anything. What's the Swedish word for malaise? Like if huga is one, like what would be the? Muga? Uh, I don't know. Huga and buga. Huga. All right. That is not helpful at all. Just, just, Kathy, just, just cut that out. Okay. Kathy, don't even, and I want to see good spellings. I think Kathy should have to look up how to spell all these foreign words. We should just make all sorts of foreign words and then be like, I'm sorry, we can't accept this transcript. It's full of misspellings. She emails me all the time. She's like, is that a real word you just said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. We're terrible, terrible people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, let's, let's, let's stop rambling. Okay, we got to come up with solutions then. Yeah, well, I mean, I, so I think that solutions exist which makes me happy because that's my my favorite thing is to come up with tips, I would say, mostly because I have to figure out how to do it. And I think that if people share how they do it, then it makes figuring stuff out. It, it removes a lot of that that work. So I'm trying to think of the best order to to do it in. What do you think? Actually, why I started thinking about this show was sometime last year and you we were talking about your editor and she lives up in Nova Scotia, which is like beautiful but she gets walled in by snow for months at a time and she posts these pictures and you want to send in the red cross to help her out i mean it's it's just incredible and she's got two little kids right she sent me a video of of her <laughs> of opening I mean, I don't even know what winter is like. I feel like a total jerk for even doing a show on winter because she sent me a video of her opening her kitchen door and her husband had to get to work. So imagine a doorway. Look at the doorway right now, whatever doorway is closest to you. And the snow is, oh, it's a wall of snow when she opens the door that goes from the ground all the way up to maybe, maybe there is 18 inches of clear space and it's not even straight across. It's kind of like a diagonal, like a hump. And her husband is standing on a kitchen chair that's pushed up against the wall of snow and he's leaping through this tiny <laughs> hole trying to get out. So, that's awesome. so he could, I mean, I was like, that looks like fun. And then I was like, here's a picture of me going barefoot in the winter, you know, because it's 57 degrees today. So clearly perspective, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yes. So that is, that is a true winter. And you know, there was a lot of blizzards last year, even on the East coast, like New York. And I remember, needing to provide tips. So a blizzard was coming. And so I think it was goodmorningamerica.com or something wanted tips on what people could do for exercise during this blizzard. And so I got them all the tips in time, but the blizzard hit 
so that the power was down. So, of course, you don't have access to Internet to see what kind of indoor exercise you can do. So we'll save that for next year or this year, I guess. But I was also reading, I've been reading the Little House on the Prairie series to the kids with, as a side note, heavy editing for the rampant racism in the book. Yeah. But it's a really good fictionalized account of like these people who have to labor year round, you know, at least pause laboring mm-hmm. because the men have to go outside. The women, on the other hand, they stay inside all day long for a week at a time. So like there is no really this there, exercise doesn't exist. There is no we have to stay fit or whatever, you know, like food's already pretty lean. So the idea of exercising for weight management doesn't exist in the 1800s here, but Pa is outside every day. He's still having to do all of his chores. And I mean, they're living like in Minnesota and they're living in places where the winters are pretty harsh. So I feel like I feel like we have to break down two ideas for this show. One being that there's going to be times when you're housebound. So how do you get more movement while you're indoors? That's one section. But the other section is you are not going to die if you go outside. <laughs> Although I don't know if I can say that across the board because like you're like, I'm in, you know, whatever those places in Canada are that are like really, really close to the poles. So you might die. So you know better than me. But like in general, so like we, I was, I asked one of our friends, Lindsay McCoy, who is Mama Aligned. She lives in Minnesota and we were back there doing a course and she was like, people in Minnesota do not go outside. They do the the hygge. The hygge. And it's not no. the hygge. Hygge, 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 hygge. That's my Polynesian interpretation. <laughs> I always go to the Polynesian interpretation. She was like, people don't go outside. They'll like, your face will like freeze off and you'll, and you'll die. And like, that's like the message of everyone and everyone stays inside. So she has four children. And so last year was her first year of like really flipping that over in her mind and getting her kids outside. And she was successful. So I asked her for some tips. So like there's there's two like those two categories of things. And so there's I feel like I feel like you need to say something. I don't. I'm just listening intently. We got two categories. I'm following. Okay. the idea is to understand why we need to go outside. So if we talk about all of the things that we are list, like things that come up more like illnesses and issues of lack of light exposure and weight gain. And then we look at like what is mechanically happening when you're inside all of the time and you're not moving, you're not pumping your muscles, then it kind of, it makes a case where we do, you have, well, I don't know. I mean, are we also like, not just pumping your muscles, but, you know, you're always talking about temperature and how you love temperature changes. Well, that's pumping your muscles too, though. So, like, when you – so the, this is what – what could people listen to if they wanted more? I think it's the skin show. But essentially, when you expose yourself to temp- – like, so uh, one – I feel like I'm totally rambling. I think, you know, that Kathy should just organize what I'm saying into something nice and clean. Did you write a better show, transcribing Kathy? The show. Would you, thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Thank you. When you – expose yourself to temperature your body has to contract various muscles including the tiny ones all over your skin to deal with temperature variance and that is actually a risk factor for obesity is a lack of temperature variance and 
Yes, it is. So I there's a blog post which we can link to in the show notes where where it's I can't even think of what it's called, but I'll remind you later that this is a it's a big deal. The fact that we are always exposed to exactly the same temperature. So even getting yourself out in the cold, and I'm not talking about streaking, but I'm talking about taking your body into a place where it is not being warmed by the utilization of some other resource, Mm -hmm. whether it's wood or coal or fossil fuel, whatever you're using for heating, your body can actually generate its heat, but you have to train your heat generating muscles. And so regular exposure to cold is part of that process. So there's, there's that. Um, And of course there's also good gear, right? You know, like making sure that you have adequate gear. And we were, we were in REI because we went to the big city to do our travel and my husband's like, I'm looking for, because it's outdoor, our kids go to outdoor school. He's like, so I'm looking for gear that is not only really, really warm, but also very lightweight and flexible so that it doesn't interfere with movement. And the guy's like, yeah, we're all looking for that. <laughs> so that's what companies are trying to create more fabrics and, and different weavings. Like I like smart wool a lot that give you warmth while at the same time, you know, like um, there's that old Christmas movie, a Christmas story where the kid gets all bundled up like he's so bundled up his he doesn't have any knee or elbow hinges he can't bend he looks like a tick that's about to pop and it takes (laughs) her forever like the mom's sweating while she's she's bundling this kid up and that is the biggest hindrance i have found from people who live in real winter places to getting their kids outside Mm -hmm. and going outside they're like the clothing the the battle for the clothing and then when you do get all the adequate clothing on they're not able to move you know, so it's not like, hey, we're going to go take a walk because they're like, I can't, I have no hinges. Right. All I can do is like penguin to the store. So so training for outdoor savvy, including temperature regulation, comes from, I think, introducing your body into nature with more regularity when it's not freezing. So this is one of those kind of, I think, larger picture shows. Like the more, the more you go outside in sunny and then fall and then kind of rainy not yet freezing weather you're getting used to it your body is slowly developing the skills to regulate temperature and discomfort so much of discomfort is a mental state you know you're just not absolutely you know like i like sitting by the fire with the blanket too but if i get too much of it then i start to feel uncomfortable in a different way than if I'm cold and dealing with temperature. So not always framing discomfort as a negative, but just as an adaptation mm-hmm. or a signal is is helpful. With clothing, what we talked about on other shows before is, you know, if you go outside for shorter bouts, you might not need all of the gear. You can just ditch some of the gear, go out for five to 10 minutes, and then come back in and warm yourself up would be one I think yeah, tip. actually, that's brilliant. I remember you said that to the the gal in Nova Scotia, the editor, when she gets walled in and she's got little kids yeah. to bundle up, and you said just they just let them run outside, run around the house, and come back in. You know, they're not they're not going to die, yeah. and they get that change, and they get some movement, and it's a good idea because it makes you change your perspective on what do I need to be in a certain place. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we go to nature school. We have nature school here. But I've seen nature schools in places like Minnesota where the kids are out in that weather. Oh, my kids have to go out this week and there's snow and it's below 30. So, yeah, it, you, it's just a skill. Like, I, I think that we 
we don't really think of we think of muscles like, you know, train to do a pull up, train to do a marathon. But we don't think of our musculature in that sense of you need to train for a variance in temperature. And so there's a couple resources I've been reading and listening to Wim Hof. Are you familiar I with Wim Hof? I just became familiar with him. And it's so weird that you bring him up because somebody sent me something and and I read this thing about him being at. Well, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know him, but I am just, just getting into Oh, I know him. He's over here all the time, sitting sitting in my bathtub full of ice cubes. No, just kidding. I do not know Wim Hof, but his name is spelled W-I-M-H-O-F. That's a first and last name. Is it is it Vim? No? Wim? Okay. Um, You're asking the wrong person. I just say Wim, but, you know, you're the one Huga. with all the... Okay. Huga. Right. I wonder what Wim Hof thinks of what Wim Hof thinks of Huga. <laughs> Probably not too much. I laugh From at your Huga. Read, yeah. <laughs> yes. So he is just someone who who like they've researched his body and he, he he did he was on the Joe Rogan experience. So if you're a fan of Joe Rogan and the F bomb, then go ahead and listen to that three hour show because it's great. I love I love Joe's transcriptionist must have a lot of fun. I know. <laughs> It just Kathy, has you have it so every easy. time that every time you start touching F, it just fills yeah. it in the rest. Quick of the key. <laughs> uh, um, so that's great to hear his story about how he trained himself. So just to back up a little bit, he is someone who can regulate his body temperature, which is supposed to be more of an autonomic pathway. Your body rises to the temperature regulation. That's how it's taught, you know, in biology 101 and even 201 and 301. But when you get right down to it, there are people who can regulate their physiology by doing like just a meditative state. What we would call a meditative state is it's essentially he has the ability to go turn on his thermostat up and down. He can and they've researched him. He he can sit in a pool of ice up to his neck and not drop his drop his cork temperature compared to other people by him using these techniques. Wow. And then he was also on um, Daniel Vitalis, who I mm-hmm. um, adore. He's got a great show, Rewild. And so those are two different podcasts where you can listen. So there he's uh, Wim Hof has some techniques on how you can start not being so adapted to warm and a single temperature. And so like little things like you take a hot shower, not you, but a lot of people take a hot shower every day. And like we're slowly coaxing ourselves to not even be able to deal with cold. Mm-hmm. So little things like not taking a hot shower, taking a slightly cooler and then a cooler and then a colder shower so that you're just washing in cold. How I do it was the easiest is just not bundling up, like going out and actually being a little cold and you do it in layers just like transition to minimal footwear you can transition to temperature by going you know i always put a hat on i'm just not going to put a hat on today or i always put three shirts on and a jacket i'm going to take off one shirt and then two and you you survived all this oh my gosh yeah i mean yeah but i what happens is my body works more my metabolism clicks up. And now when I'm out walking, I'm doing more work than just moving my arms and legs for the walk. I have all these other muscles, including my skeletal muscles, moving blood around so that my core temperature doesn't change. So that's, that is movement. Mm -hmm. Those are muscles. This is what we're talking about in move your DNA, all of these things. So he's, he's a great resource. But again, 
You don't need to start it in the middle of a blizzard, like, all right, let's train our skin, you know, and bump your kids outside. Just to kind of think maybe next year of going, oh, you know what? It's fall. We are going to start going out with, you know, everyone's like obsessively, make sure you don't over gear, right? You don't need to stay 85 degrees when you're going outside. It's okay to let yourself, you know, like... Did we just have a tendency to over bundle and definitely over bundle our kids? And everyone's like, you know, I'm finding my kids all the time. They're trying to strip down. And it's like, yeah, kids oftentimes know what their Absolutely. physiology needs. We were in Iceland and it was freezing. It was 30 degrees. And we were on the side of a volcano underneath a glacier. And we were hiking with the kids. And my daughter, who is, she's extremely physically capable. I mean, she was the one who was walking at seven months. Like, that's her thing. She did not want to wear a jacket. She doesn't like the feeling of of puffy or or any restricted mobility. And I was like, well, it's really cold. I feel it's really cold. I didn't want to keep telling her mm-hmm. how cold it was. So I was like, can you feel what it is? And she said, yeah. And I said, and, you know, this is a no carry because it's short. You know, it's only a mile and a half. It's a no carry walk. So when you're miserable, you can't use my heat. You know, this is this is part of growing up she's like no problem and she (laughs) she zipped her she was wearing a hoodie that's what she was wearing a hoodie i have a picture i remember that maybe i'll post it in the show notes it was she just zipped up her hoodie and she jammed her hands in her pockets and she put her head down and it was a gale like the the it was wind coming off the glacier it was free i was i was really cold and she'd walk that whole walk with her head down and her hands in her pockets and she had no problem And so I was like, she is doing all these things that I am, you know, doing podcasts to instruct other people to do naturally. Mm -hmm. But my parental inclination is still like, you're going to be too cool. You know, so it's like, wow, sometimes I have to really step back and go, oh, you're you're fine. And she'll regulate as necessary. You know, I had her jacket. So if she asked me, sure. Good for you. I do the same thing because I grew up in a wintry place and I have a mother that might have part lizard blood because she's cold in 75 degree (laughs) weather. And... And always had to wear a coat, even if I wasn't hot. I had to bundle. And, you know, then I'm out there just sweating my guts out as a little kid. Right. I vowed that it's like, I'm going to let my kids, you know, regulate that for themselves. They know when they need to bundle up. They really do. I, I don't push the coat stuff. It's like, you you know yeah. if you need it, you know. Yeah. Have gear. You know, I figure as a pack horse, keeping the gear accessible is, you know, my job. Mm-hmm. But not forcing it, not telling right. her when she's cold or warm, just like just getting out, staying out of, I try to stay out of her physiology now. I realize that <laughs> my notions of parenting and all these things are so tainted with a cultural bias that I'm just constantly mm-hmm. interrupting her, her understanding of her own physiology. Okay, new show idea. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just stay out of my physiology. Slam. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> that's when she's a teenager <laughs> all right so what else so the- well we've talked we kind of just touched on the the whys and you know you talked about going outside and moving outside they're different things well you still need to track like i, I i'm a, a bit like one thing i didn't say because i'm so disorganized for this show was i do believe that there is a natural physiological tendency to move less in the winter time so I, I don't want to imply, because natural movement means that there's a period or a frequency of movement at different times mm-hmm. throughout your life, throughout a season. So I do think that getting more rest and expending less 
overall energy, certainly in like the, I'm going to go bout and do this whole thing of exercise. It's, it's totally natural to want to conserve and hibernate. But at the same time, there would be a certain degree of movement that you would need to get. So all we're trying to do is get kind of the natural quantity. We're not saying, hey, everything you did in the summer, you should do right. in the winter time. So I think that there a period of restoration, three months long, is yeah, perfectly called and for. Restoration and, sure. Yeah. Perfectly called for. What happens, though, is that in, natu- in nature of that coincides with food scarcity. But for us, our natural tendency to hunker down is paired with mac and cheese. Is mac and cheese. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> or or ba- fresh baked cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. and all of the holidays where there, it's just nothing but getting together and eating. So that could be, you know, this nature versus modern world can be a problem. And I also think that, you know, um, as far as one of the th- cool things about this terrible region we call Nova Scotia as far as weather goes. And I, I should at first for me as California, I was like, I could never live here, even though it's like the most gorgeous place on the planet, just because of the weather, is that you have these bouts of time where you are playing your musical instruments, right? Some of the greatest kind of folk singer, songwriter, instrument skills going to be coming from these long bouts of you getting to be with their instruments and the writing and the poetry and the weaving and all these things that happen. I, I do think that if we can think about movement and natural movement as it relates to nature mm-hmm. and cycles, that we that it, we have a deeper understanding maybe of it a little bit. That's good. But I do think you need to walk yeah. <laughs> in the wintertime. So it's not just about, oh, yeah, the kids are outside for 20 minutes, you know, building a snowman. That's being outside and that's great. You got the temperature but you're not getting the same types of movement. And so um, I had asked, one of the things that we do is we always have a destination. It's not, I would never, ever say, we need to go out and get some exercise, guys. I would ne- I would just never say that. There seems to be like a reaction of going, no, I just want to stay here. It's more like, hey, we need to go deliver this to Auntie's house. We need to go take this to the post office. We need to walk into town and get a hot chocolate. That was a big thing for us in the winter time. was on Sunday. We would get up and that would be what we would do is this two and a half hour walk into downtown. That's how, that's how long it took when the kids were two and three. When they're three and four, I'm sure we'll cut that time in half now because they're walking a lot faster now. Mm-hmm. But that we would just go walk. And a tip for everyone out there is to do one-way walks. If you need... There's always one, someone in our family, adults, who needs more movement than the other because of a situation, because of the stressful week, because of what they did the night before or whatever. So, like, my husband will go, I need an, I need an extra couple miles. So he'll go drive the car to the final destination. So we only have to do a one-way walk because it's so much easier to just fatigue yourself to this one-way walk. Sure. And then he walks back. So he gets the two miles, the two and a half miles. Then he walks with the family. So he got five miles. Mm-hmm. to facilitate this family walk. And then we'll take turns doing that. And Lindsay from Minnesota says she does the same, a, s- a similar thing that walking for, she said walk, hot, hot chocolate is basically her secret to get these. <laughs> she's got three kids and a baby and they walk. And she said they, they have these places. And she carries where her baby. She does. She carries she doesn't that baby use a stroller. in her, no, no, no gear. She just, her arms. Right. Yeah. So, 
she and she's such a tiny little thing like she's just she's like a powerhouse she's like so much power packed in this tiny body she preschool drop-offs and pickups and her studio regardless of the weather the whole family knows that they walk because they've set it up that way they don't even think of driving as an option because it's never been a ah let's just go Mm -hmm. ahead and drive she just sticks to it is like we walk and so i think that's the biggest thing with kids is you the adult sticking to the routine and just when it gets a little whiny just pushing through it, you know, and it might be whiny one or two times, but after that, you'll save yourself a whole lot of wine well, on the other wh- side. Whining like a cold temperature, you'll live through it. You can get used exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and it you'll comes, it, I find that like the whining comes with the, because, you know, there's a payoff of like, well, if I whine enough, then we'll just drive. But if you just go, no, and just keep going, Stay then eventually strong. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the wine is not, the wine is just a, wine is just their mechanism mm-hmm. of trying to, conserve their energy but anyway you'll do just um, fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay well let's move on to the hows we've kind of we've touched on the whys you want to get to the hows tips 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 quick tips obstacle courses obstacle courses are genius and that was really the bulk of my blizzard tips is create an obstacle course compile that stuff now get a two by four so you have a balance beam put it all in your garage i think we talked about this i think in the household hack show exercise balls pillows and then it's not just like walking through it and then walking through in the other direction then it's like okay everyone we're gonna crawl yeah you have to crawl love that or you can't use your hands and then we have you know we have a center and my husband is great at setting up obstacle courses of all kinds of different things and it can be go over the furniture climb over the furniture he he brought us to the studio and he made us he made an obstacle course that we had to do blindfolded brilliant because so now you know you're and so you i had to go through it crawling because i didn't because it had like balance sure. and wobble boards and all kinds of stuff so i'm like reaching out trying to like feel like the motion just increased tenfold because i couldn't just reach for the next thing i had to reach all around trying to find where that thing was Ooh, you probably got to like get some extra senses in there of just that wow there's a yeah there's a picture of it on instagram and it's amazing it's amazing fun and it's natural in that it's like going through the dark it's like trying to get some place in the dark when you can't see movement dvds videos you know make sure if like you have power outages that you have stuff loaded up batteries charged so that you can play those things if you want and think outside the box. There was a drumming. We had like a drumming workout. It was like this aerobics. Oh, man. His name's Robert. And I, I can find the DVD. But when when my little boy was like a year and a half, I would put this on. And it was like an aerobics DVD with a with a drum. And you were, you're going oh, around the drum. He loved it. And we got to the point where we would just do it for a few minutes. So just... Just turn on like a and dance party. Well, dance I was just going to say dance party, sir. The, the, yeah. the natural progression. <laughs> that's the that. that's the easy one. Yeah. And then winter is a good time to get rid of your furniture or to really vow not to use your couch so much because you're you are going to move less if you live in a cold place. So if your life has more movement built into it, you know all those squats and floor sitting and getting up mm-hmm. and down, they're gonna they're gonna add up to more than the exercise that you were missing. It's certainly in terms of like geometry or movement. The frequency is really high. And then chin-up bar, something to hang from. If you have indoor locations, we have a old like senior center, rec center, and it had a huge basketball court that no one was ever on. So a lot of times at the end of the day, when we had, again, little, little kids who just needed like four or five sessions of 
two hours of movement, we would go down to the basketball court and just run around there and, you know, walk laps. So just look around the place that you live and see if there's any emergency places you can drive to Mm, to get some more movement. And if you see a break in the weather, whether even if you're like in the middle of, you know, an art project or you figured out like you're going to hunker down reading a book and then you look at and you see that it stopped raining or it stopped snowing, get outside for 20 minutes. Just just go, you know what? We're going to put it down. We're going to put our stuff in because we might not get this chance again. So be real fluid. Mm -hmm. Pay attention and just grab any of those moments because you don't know when the next one's going to come in. And then just think about movement throughout the day, temperature-wise, instead of in one big hunk. Like, don't think, how am I going to get my five-mile walk in? Or how am I going to get my 45 minutes of cardio in? Think more about, I need to move a lot throughout the day and just fit it in in little in little bursts. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the best way. Well, and you could do like extra chores or give your kids chores that they don't normally don't do, like household chores, and then kind of mm-hmm. rethink how those are done. You know, help me fold the cloth napkins, but we're going to do it squatting on the floor instead of standing at the kitchen counter. Or, you know, add stuff into their their repertoire or your repertoire just for more movement because it doesn't have to be, you know, in yoga pants, although that's always good. Well, and you know what? And movement for movement's sake, This I, I don't know if we've done a show on this, but we, we really should. Movement for the sake of movement, that is very difficult to motivate, one, yourself, and two, children to do. Like, again, that whole, we're going to go outside and get some exercise. That sounds like work and boring to them. <laughs> but fake, like you said, we make fake chores all the time. It's like, oh, we got to chop all this wood. And all of a sudden, you know, the kid <clears throat> who didn't want to stop doing the puzzles in front of the fires. Like, I want to chop wood. What? I get to use an axe and the, mm-hmm. kid, the clothes are on and they're running outside and they're not cold and they're not tired. They're bored. They're bored with modern life's monotony of actually nothing to do. Not not like things to do for entertainment, but just no, no physical survival type tasks. So you're going to have to fake it. Mm-hmm. We fake it all the time. This house is just one big facade of... Of all these tasks, our, our kids are like, oh my gosh, we didn't even know we had to build a boat. But mom says we have to build a boat out of all this wood and like we're hauling oh, stuff and, you know, and yeah. I'm sure it'll come back to haunt me, the constant stream of lies. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure these are these are taken off the air before the kids get too old to listen to them. Kathy, could you just edit this out? Just go ahead and edit it out. Thanks. Okay. Well, and also like games, you know, when you're really snowbound. And, you know, you have the wall of snow outside your front door that you have to dive through the porthole to get anywhere. There's just like so many body games that you can play, you know, like Twister and those yoga cards that your friend had. And my friend came up with one called Flexity Jig and there's Bop It and just like you can invent stuff. But, you know, that's under the guise of let's play a game and it's goofy, but, you know, you're getting up and Twister. Twister is on my list or (laughs) sister. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, mister. <laughs> anyway. Well, Are you a pelvic lister? Oh, geez. Why is there no pelvic lister in Twister? I don't know. Sister? There we need be. to We need to invent. We need to redo Twister. We'll, yeah. we'll call it Hugh. There's just so many different ways. Like you said, think outside the box, and you probably think of a way to get some movement in during the day. Yeah. Change your life. Change your home. Change your mind. All those mm-hmm. things. Awesome. Well, thanks for the tips. Hey, thanks, Danny, and thanks, Kathy, and thanks all of you guys out there for listening. For more information, books, online classes, you can find me 
at nutritiousmovement.com, God willing. We're, we're hoping. And <laughs> you can learn more about Danny Hemet, Movement Warrior, and Huga Lava at moveyourbodybetter.com. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. We hope you find the general information on biomechanics, movement, and alignment informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and shouldn't be used as such. 